My name's Juliet Bailey. I'm the co-founder of Dash and Miller Design Studio and the Bristol Weaving Mill Limited. Um, we started Dash and Miller back in 2009. Um, Dash and Miller is a, a woven textile design studio. The reason we decided to locate in Bristol, because actually myself and my business partner, Frankie Brewer, neither of us are from the West Country. Um, it was down to personal reasons, but also to lifestyle choices as well. You know, we we knew that we didn't necessarily want to be in London. Bristol's got such amazing connections. It's a really vibrant multicultural city, but it's got incredible countryside and access to wonderful areas of the country that we knew we wanted to be close to. Um, so yeah, we, we decided to sort of base ourselves around the Bristol area. We started Dash and Miller actually in Banwell, just outside of Western Supermare. Um, our first space was like a converted stable block back in 2009. Um, it was like a live work space. So we had the weaving looms in one side of the stable block and, you know, accommodation in the other side. Um, yeah, I mean, at first we started out just the two of us, um, two weaving looms. And after the first place we decided to go was Italy to try and sort of build a market for ourselves. We knew that we wanted to just be creative and be able to weave, but um, we didn't sort of anticipate the path it would lead us down eventually. But um, the core activity of Dash and Miller is to weave sort of experimental, innovative, original textile samples. So we use hand looms to do that and we source yarn from all over the world. But I mean, majority of the yarn comes from Europe, um, some from Japan, some from the US. China, Turkey, etc. But you know, we're also, we're always trying to sort of find the the newest developments in yarn in terms of new innov innovative materials or um, sort of new sustainable credentials, etc. To try and incorporate that into the sort of base of our creative process. So these handloom samples that we make are approximately a four-ish in size, fairly small because you know a lot of work goes into making a handwoven sample. Um, and then we supply those to the textile market, um, complete with the copyright and the technical information. So whoever buys the sample, it's a one-off fee, you know, and whoever buys that sample can then go and give it to their manufacturer or, and reproduce it freely or use it for inspiration. Um, so our kind of core customers, I suppose, are um, other textile design companies, so interior design companies, fashion and textile companies, fashion brands. Um, we <coughs> do a lot of traveling as a team. We're a small team. Um, so there's three in-house designers as well as Frankie and myself. And um, the team sort of, there's a couple of people in the team that focus on the travel. Um, but our main markets at the moment are Italy and New York, so East Coast America. Um, we also do a little bit in Europe, in France and um, Germany for trade shows and Japan as well, occasionally. So, um, yeah, other, other sort of markets that we sell into, I guess, are um, sportswear. Um, we might find that one of our designs, although it's a hand-woven design, it might be translated by one of our customers into a print or an embroidery. So it really is sort of just for inspiration purposes and just to sort of spark something original and new within that person's collection. Uh, we also work with trend forecasting companies and um, more recently <clears throat> we've done a lot of collaborations with artists um, and 
we also have sort of an ongoing R&D project that we've been working on for the past couple of years to explore circularity in, <coughs> circularity in textiles and di digital processes within textiles. So it's quite a multifaceted studio now. Um, but I think, you know, we, as well as project work for clients that we do, we're always going to have our hand-woven collection as the core of what we do because that's our, that's our passion and that's what we love, you know, to feed our own creativity and to create our own trends and to work into our own creative process. So we, we very much have a studio identity within that world. Um, definitely more of a sort of geometric... Um, abstract type of you know handle to our hand to our work um yeah and I think that's always going to remain the, the core focus of the studio the Bristol weaving mill actually started um sort of off the back of conversations we were having during our client meetings at Dash and Miller we found that um, a, lo a lot of our clients, especially fashion clients, were actually requesting that we handle fabric production for them on some of our designs. So, for example, a, a fashion house, a fashion brand might buy a sample and then decide that actually they'd prefer us to take that through into a production fabric for them. So we started, started to get us thinking about sort of manufacturing and where, where we could enter into that world because... We do, we do sort of see the value of diversifying and making sure that we've got lots of, you know, lots of different avenues of, of revenue coming in. Um, yeah, and I mean, we, we sort of dabbled with production in India with a, an amazing company, um, but it was, it was just a bit tricky in terms of, you know, um, I guess keeping the production uh, on track and, you know, the management of the whole situation was a bit difficult so we also dabbled with um, exploring production in Italy and also in the UK and it kind of led us to realise that what we actually needed was control over the sampling process so when a when a brand creates a new fabric there'll be an initial test sample of about 30 metres that needs to be made and that's what you see that you know that's the piece that goes into the catwalk or the photo shoot and then after that, there'll be a production order, which is m much more straightforward. So it's the sampling area that we kind of wanted to focus on and see if we could have a bit more control over. And I think um, through the exploration of weaving production in different regions and different countries and, you know, all the sort of associated things that come along with that in terms of international shipping, etc. I think we, we kind of realised that our core focus for us needed to be keeping the manufacturing local, as local as possible, and that means certainly within the UK. Um, so the sort of idea of the Bristol Weaver Mill was formed. Um, during the process of setting Dash and Miller up, we'd actually become Quest, Quest Scholars, which stands for um, Queen Elizabeth Scholarship Trust. So we'd been awarded a medal for, craftsman, for excellence in craftsmanship from the Quest alumni, which was a great honour. And one of our employees, Libby, is actually a Quest. She started off with us as a Quest apprentice. Um, Quest is a, a brilliant charity that supports craftspeople in the UK. And it was a real honour to be part of their alumni. Um, so through this process, we had um, engaged with Quest and they had supported us to be able to 
taken some time out of our sort of daily routine of Dasha Miller to be able to go and research manufacturing within the UK. So Frankie and I went around the UK sort of meeting all the different types of manufacturers we thought we might work with, but starting to build those relationships. Um, and it sort of really quickly dawned on us that it was totally within our capabilities to bring that sampling, that industrial sampling, into Bristol and to have that um, sort of as the first point of call um, in Bristol. And that, we realised, would give us the power and the sort of ability to develop freely and to, you know, create, to be creative freely within that development phase, whereas, um, you know, working with other manufacturers during a sampling phase is, is amazing, but also can be quite tricky because they've got their own priorities and, you know, it's sometimes difficult to weave something that's experimental or new um, with a company who might not have that within their identity. So we... Yeah, we knew that it would be really beneficial for us to get a sampling loom and to have an industrial loom within Bristol that we could work with. As it turned out, um, when we eventually secured some funding to be able to get the machinery from the European Regional Development Fund, um, we ended up, you know, getting this old loom from the 1980s. It's, I mean, obviously it's not that old, but it's old enough that it's actually quite versatile for us to be able to weave with. So through our research, we realised that a lot of the modern machinery is um, very specialised and it's better for us to have a bit of a slower pace and a bit more versatility to be able to weave lots of different types of fabrics and different types of yarns. So what we ended up with is the Dornier Rapier Weaving Loom. So that means it's a particular type of loom that has a particular way of inserting yarn into the fabric that gives you the greatest amount of versatility to be able to weave all sorts of things. Um, yeah, so we renovated the loom. We had some assistance from um, UKFT and UKTI who sort of helped us to get the loom up and running and um, various other members of the textile community helped out. It's, a, it's quite a small world, so it's, it's, we've had wonderful support, which is brilliant. Um, yeah, and, and we've been sort of running since about 2015. We got the loom running. Um, and very quickly, the Bristol Weaver Mill formed its own identity. We, we sort of realised that what we'd actually done is to hit upon a need for that smaller scale, slower paced, sustainable textile manufacturing. So um, Dash and Miller, as it turns out, has sort of gone on anyway to create... Um, manufacturing relationships with different companies around the UK and in, in Italy as well. Um, but, you know, we're also sort of changing our focus slightly and moved away, a bit more away from manufacturing and a bit more into the research and development area. Whereas the Bristol Weaver has really sort of taken the helm in sustainable, localised manufacturing. And um, we're now, you know, we're super proud that we've managed to create that within the Southwest. We're members of the Southwest Fibre Shed, um, so, you know, we try and keep as many of the processes as we can within the Southwest. Unfortunately, it's not possible for us to do every single textile process within the Southwest of England, but um, certainly within the UK, uh, we have a really strong, we still have a really strong manufacturing network in the UK. Um, so obviously we're working with partners up in Yorkshire and Scotland to have certain steps of the process completed, but the weaving can happen in Bristol. 
um, which is incredibly liberating for us. And it's wonderful to be able to see something go from a hand loom one week onto the industrial loom a few weeks later. And also amazing for the clients to be able to have that sort of immersive experience to see the fabrics go from that handmade process into like a fully manufactured product. So yeah, the Bristol Weaver Mill um, focuses now mostly on interior products. We do a lot of blankets, accessories. We do scarves and shawls and things like that as well. Um, And also we do fabric by the meter for upholstery, but also for fashion, Um, mostly for sort of tailoring, Savile Row type fashion. Um, Yeah, and we work a lot with undyed yarns. We're exploring currently naturally dyed yarns, um, using sort of rare breed sheep, working with customers who've got their own flocks of animals, um, mostly sheep and alpacas. Um, Yeah, and it's it's just wonderful that we are able to do that in Bristol when Bristol itself has has actually, you know, quite a a lot of textile history that people don't realise. So... In a way, we sort of opened almost 100 years after the last textile company was closed down, um, the Great Western Cotton Works, I believe. And it's, you know, just around the corner from where we're located in, in Old Market, just it was along the feeder road. And I think for us to be able to bring that kind of that small, albeit small scale, but to bring that element of production and textile production back to Bristol with, you know, a more positive... Um, socially conscious and environmentally conscious approach is is really really exciting for us and we feel very honored and privileged that we've been able to do that